Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 2004's The Machinist, directed by Brad Anderson and starring Christian Bale. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? It said that this movie was made in 1987, but I don't believe them. I think it was made <laughs> earlier than that and okay. maybe shelved for a while. Um, it's called Blood Rage. Blood Rage. Yeah. It's had a different title, too, but I, I can't remember the alternate <laughs> title. <laughs> That's how you know it's a great movie. Oh, exactly, dude. <laughs> it's like you're you're on the shutter interface, and it says one title, then the, then the movie starts, and in blood on the screen is a completely different one, kind of like Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yeah, Rock and Roll Nightmare, a.k.a. The Edge of Hell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But this is Blood Rage, and uh, it, it's just a great '80s slasher flick in which, like, there's there's twins, twin boys, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them commits a horrific murder at a drive-in while his mother is making out with a guy in another car. Okay, and uh, he blames it on his twin brother, and the twin brother is institutionalized, and the killer um, prospers and you know becomes uh, you know something great, and. Uh, after the, uh, the 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 falsely accused twin gets released, you know, fifteen years later, uh, they have that's where the conflict comes in. Okay, yeah, that sounds pretty good. It is. It is really good. And <laughs> what I'm what I'm seeing with all of these '80s slasher flicks is it always starts in the past, some horrific thing that <laughs> happened years ago, and then we flash forward to present day '80s. Yeah, every yeah, that makes time. Sense. Yep. I mm-hmm. mean, and even Friday the Thirteenth. Yes. It's like, what the yes. Hell? It, it it just th- that is the framing device Halloween, for all of these, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it, but you are so right. <laughs> Holy cow! It's messed up, man. You cracked the code. Uh huh. Um, okay. Would you recommend that one then? That I would like you definitely. Would. Yeah, Blood Rage is an excellent, excellent time. That's awesome. <laughs> I watched something older than Blood Rage and okay. probably better. Yeah, I don't know, but it was another silent film here. I watched The Kid, the Charlie Chaplin film. The Kid um, is better than Blood Rage. Yeah. The ki- <laughs> <laughs> Why are we even talking about this? Wow, this is a weird start to the show. But yep. uh, yeah, this was Charlie Chaplin's first United Artist film after he formed the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, it It's really good. Yes. It's funny, and it has good drama in it, too. It's uh, got good gags, you know, Charlie Chaplin bits, mm-hmm. classic stuff. Uh, but the drama is actually... Really affecting. It's about a kid who is lost at birth, and then Charlie Chaplin raises him, or he's like abandoned, and Charlie Chaplin has to raise him, and then the mother finds him later, and all mm-hmm. this stuff happens. At the end of the movie, there was like this really weird, like surreal dream sequence. Do you remember this? He's like yes. falls asleep, and then he's dreaming of angels and demons, and right. he's like on these wires flying around and stuff. Man, it's crazy. I know. It was totally unexpected. And it looked awesome for mm-hmm. the time. Right. Even today, like, that's a cool, it looks good. It's yes. really well done, and the effects are great. But, uh, yeah, The Kid, everybody, that's a great one. That it was good. on Amazon Prime. It's free. Oh, so I didn't know. Oh, it was on it Amazon out. Prime? Okay. Yep. Check it out. They got a lot of old stuff like that. They got, yeah. like, Harold Lloyd films and all that stuff. So check it out. Cool. So now let's talk about The Machinist. Dave, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay. Um, so The Machinist is um, a story in which there's a man who... Uh, suffers from like severe insomnia and it has caused him to become really uh, emaciated and hallucinate quite a bit Mm -hmm. and uh, he doesn't quite know what's real and what isn't he is working in a machine shop with a bunch of other guys and um, a series of accidents and a series of uh, 
you know, times where he's meeting these other people mm-hmm. uh, lead to him making discoveries about himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it's weird to not say spoiler alert during a synopsis, but but yeah, we'll, we'll get to the spoilers later. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of movies kind of like this at this time, I believe. I think so, so too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of a, a you don't know what's happening. Like it's a guy who's kind of crazy and he's figuring things out. Yeah. Like Fight Club is an example. Very much. Very. Or, or Fight even Club. Memento is uh-huh. a very similar one to this. Yeah. Uh, it's something like that, people. Um. Yeah. So Christian Bale plays <laughs> Trevor. Resnick, I think. Trevor Resnick. <laughs> I think I wanted to say Trent Reznor every time. I and and I mean he had to be named after Trent Reznor. He had to be. I mean that, that can't talk be. about Fight Club. I know <laughs> it, it, the 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 movie is very just you know like like driving you know uh-huh. yeah it's it's very much Nine Inch Nails. Um, actually, this movie though the soundtrack is very eerie. It's not Nine Inch Nails. It's kind of like weird fifty sci fi sound effects and stuff like that. Yes, totally. Kind of exactly. That's yeah. going on, but the but the movie itself looks like a, a oh, yeah. 1991 video it looks from like Liquid Saw. Television. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's or 120 minutes. The whole film is gray. Like, it is. It's a gray palette. Yeah. You know how the Matrix was green? This is gray. <laughs> so, there you and, go. And I've seen this palette used other places before, but it's usually like in a a, a music video context. And, yeah. and to see it like this, where it's a where, tool video. It is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Aphex Twin or something. I mean, like, like it's it's really, it's it's ugly to look at, but also kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, it's filthy sterilization. Mm. I wrote that down. Okay. Uh, yes, perfect. It's a colorless world, basically. Yep. Which I guess makes sense because he's kind of just in his own little world here and has no clue what's happening. Yes. Kinda. He, it's, everything's a mystery to him kind of now. Right. He thinks he's just living his life, but he keeps discovering all these little things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it opens up with him like dumping a body. Yeah. And then it comes back to that later. But uh, it shows him dumping this body and then he's like cleaning his hands with lye and stuff. He's mm-hmm. He's got this like obsessive compulsive stuff. He's got to clean his hands all yes. the time. He'll use bleach, whatever's around. Yeah, we see that several times. Yeah, and Christian Bale's famously was like weighed like a hundred pounds for this role. He yes. lost so much weight, and this is what he did right before Batman Begins. <laughs> and I remember he put on too much weight for Batman Begins, and they told him to lose a little. <laughs> it's, I mean, okay, so so when you watch Batman Begins, which is a year after this. Mm-hmm. He probably weighs, I'd, I'd say, two hundred and forty pounds, and yeah. it's all muscle. Mm-hmm. So he ha- hes like built like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And this was like six months after what we see in this movie. He I, looks like a skeleton in this movie. He's his eyes are are like an inch sunk into his face. Mm-hmm. He has um, like the the his spine is showing. You yep. know, whenever you see him without a shirt. His ribs uh, are showing. His ribs are all, I mean. You can see like his forearms. Yeah. Like the bones in his arms you can see basically. Which I've never seen before. I, it's it disgusting. Is, I worry about Christian Bale's health sometimes, <laughs> his long-term health, because he's done this a couple of times. Yeah. In, in The Fighter, he lost a ton of weight yes. too. He's not quite as waifish as he is here. Yeah. But like, he's more like George Gervin in that movie. Yeah. But like this is, and when I heard about how, what his methods of doing it. He ate like a cracker a day or something. It was an apple, some water, and some juice. Like a 200 calorie diet for yeah. a month to yep. get to this. That's insane. It's and and <laughs> I I really hate uh, whoever it was that that released that information mm-hmm. that that is public knowledge because with all the eating disorders that people suffer from in, yeah. in in our society, they don't need a blueprint for it. Yeah, you know I I I know that information is 
available to people. I think but, it was Christian. Know. He, I think he said that in interviews that <sighs> what he did. Damn and it. He said it was the hardest thing he's ever done in his life. I bet it yeah. was because <laughs> I mean, you know, not eating. And yeah. What, when you know, and then I think Fosbender did that too. Yeah. When he did Hunger, yes, he did something very similar to that. Right. Which is it's just nuts. And yeah. And like. The, 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 he's gone back and forth this many times. Um, like, is is just really? I I I don't know. I, I, When's I, he just gonna stop and be like, can't I just get pudgy and yes, just stay that way? Exactly. Lawrence Olivier used to like chastise the younger actors for this kind of stuff. He he would just tell them, hey guys, this is just acting. Yeah. You know, like let, let let's calm down, everybody. <laughs> and and I mean, I, I I really appreciated his candor because it was uh-huh. like. Okay, yeah. If if you're if you're gonna play some something like this, it doesn't necessarily have to be physically a, a total metamorphosis like this. But I get why they do it. It doesn't. But I actually appreciate the effort they put into of it for their dedication to it. Like, I like it because it's it shows you something different. You don't just see the same dude doing the same thing. True. I mean, right. He's getting into his character. Um, maybe you could hire an actor who's very skinny to do it. You could. And not just hire, you know, 200-pound Christian Bale to do it. It's, I mean, yeah, right. But still, I think Lawrence might have a stick up his butt, but <laughs> one of the greatest <laughs> actors of the last hundred years. Yes, but, I mean, exactly. Still, I mean, maybe he's a little snobby. Uh-huh, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, honestly, his transformation of his physical body like this might be the main reason people talk about this movie. I, I think so too. Because it's not that spectacular, right. if you ask me. Right. Um, I've seen it three times now. Okay. And I remember liking it a lot more than I did this last time. Mm. I don't know what your thoughts on the film are overall. Uh, um, this is your first yeah. time, right? Yeah, it's my first time. I was going to ask it. you, like, did you see the twist coming? Did you see these things? Like jumping out, like these clues, because I picked up everything this time, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I like it as much. Right. Yeah. I I did see the twist coming. Okay. And All right. um, you brought it up earlier. It's similarities to to films that were like this around uh-huh. this time, like in a five year period where it seemed like there there were a ton of movies in which someone has kind of mistaken identity. Yeah. And perhaps an alter ego that they're interacting with. Yeah. And. It, it it wasn't right away that I picked up on it, but it was a lot sooner than when it was revealed. Yeah, it should have been. You shouldn't have been able to figure it out, right? Um. So anyway, here's what happens. Let's talk yeah. about what happens. Uh, Christian Bale. Well, here's the spoiler. He's crazy, and he ended up killing a kid in a car accident and got away with it. And uh-huh. the guilt has made him an insomniac and lose all this weight. Yeah, but he forgot about the accident. Right. I, I don't know how, but he just did. <laughs> it's it's i mean you know mental illness it's, I guess. it's tough <laughs> but anyway we see him interacting with uh this guy at the workshop who is a representation of his other self uh-huh. that did kill the kid i guess yeah his name's ivan this big dude i can't yeah. remember his name his name's john sherian i've never seen him in anything else no he's kind of weird looking yeah yeah and i what do you think about his performance i don't know if i like it no, I it's annoying. Almost. I didn't like it at all. It reminded me a lot of Jim Belushi in Retroactive. <laughs> okay, it's a it's a movie. <laughs> I never from saw the, that one, oh, but I know about it. It's yeah. a terrible movie from the late nineties. Is that time like time yes. crime movie? Yes. Yeah. I kind of want to see that. It's like, <laughs> uh, so, so those kind of movies are worth seeing just as a as a like nostalgia piece uh-huh. because it was like a lot of. Um, Tarantino influenced stuff uh-huh. so everybody is like rapid fire dialogue and a lot of fancy wording mm-hmm. and stuff like that and and then using like southern accents mm-hmm. to punctuate the villainy of 
either the alter ego in this case mm-hmm. or just a villain. And they're always wearing black jeans. They always mm-hmm. have fancy looking boots and they drive muscle cars. Yep. And that's in this movie. That's this guy. Yeah. He's a big hulking King Hippo looking dude. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Maybe not as big as King Hippo, but he's you know, a big guy. He's bald and, and bald enormous. And big. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I mean and he's got like a he's you got always big see him... teeth and like <laughs> these dark sunglasses. That's right. It's like like it's like uh Lawrence Fishburne's glasses from the Matrix, like he's wearing these. From some angles yeah. and in the lighting, it looks like Morpheus. It kind of Occ- does. Occasionally, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Um, when he's shaving, you kind of look at him like, is that Larry Fishburne? No, yeah. it's this dude. <laughs> you know? This weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we meet him. Christian Bale's like kind of just floating through life here. We're going with him. Yeah. Kind of just and experience things. He he visits uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, who's a prostitute named Stevie. Yep. And I guess they have a long time relationship. He's been coming there forever. And they're more than just, you know, having sex. They right. like talk to each other and confide in each other. Right. And she even tells him, you know, I'll quit doing this and we can go some, we can leave together and mm-hmm. do whatever. Which it, they both want to do that. Yeah. Which, uh, this is my favorite part of the movie yeah, is, is their relationship. I think it's good. And I think it could have done more yeah i think a lot more could have been done with it because it ultimately just turns into his paranoia destroys any chance of them being together yes because he thinks this ivan guy is her ex who's like fucking with him Uh uh-huh because well what happens michael ironside gets his arm ripped off (laughs) yet again we have we're gonna start a new podcast called um the many amputations of michael ironside yep Mm -hmm. um that's a good one we 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 have to talk about this because (laughs) My God, this guy gets his arms ripped off again in a film. How does this keep happening to this man? I don't know, but it's great. I mean, and I love it. It's fine. <laughs> but but when, when he was the one who had the industrial accident, uh-huh. I was like, no way. He gets his arm ripped off in a lathe or something like uh-huh. that. Uh, some kind of machine. He, his arm... <laughs> Trevor's supposed to be helping him fix it, and he's not paying attention. Yeah. He's looking at this Ivan guy. Right. And uh, he ends up turning the machine on, which apparently no one had a safety on or anything. Like, how did... What? The inaccuracies of this of this machine shop is is a problem for me because... Yeah. Um, first of all, these guys are all union, uh-huh. and the, the supervisor in the place, Tucker, is able to just like kind of verbally undress them and mm-hmm. tell them off all the time. And they even mentioned, like, you know, at one point when he gets called on the office, they're like, where's the shop steward? And they're like, uh, no, we're going to talk to, uh, no, I'm union, where's the shop steward? End of conversation. Mm -hmm. But this guy's allowed to just, you know, like, have his way with everybody. And when... And have a piss test, please. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not... They're with never no getting representation over. Trust here. me. Yeah. I've talked to these dudes. <laughs> they're not doing any of this, you know? Um... I was I was thinking I, I knew that there was some kind of accident with an arm coming off uh-huh. before I went into the movie, but okay. I thought surely it's not Michael Ironside. Oh, of course it's Ironside. I saw you Larry. Should have known. I saw Larry Gilliard and and <laughs> um and uh, Reggie Cathy in the locker room. I was like, okay, maybe it's one of these guys. Yeah, maybe right. maybe Reggie Cathy gets an arm ripped off. No, it's Michael Ironside again. Yep, and it happens. <laughs> so now Tre- Trevor thinks that uh, that he's being like set up or something. Yeah. Like, because Michael Ironside got his arm cut off, and it's Trevor's fault. It's Christian Bale's fault. I'm just going to say Christian Bale. That's probably. fine, yeah. But uh, so he thinks Ironside's trying to get revenge now? Yeah. Or something like that? And he's working with this Ivan guy to set it up, and it it kind of doesn't make any sense at no, all. No, no. Like, he's, 
He found a picture in Ivan's wallet of Ivan fishing with this guy Reynolds. Yeah. And apparently Ivan told him that he was covering for Reynolds at the shop that day that it happened. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, my God, you guys are in on it. And uh, (laughs) at the end of the movie, it turns out, like, the picture is Christian Bale fishing with Reynolds. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And they've added um, some some puffiness to his cheeks in the picture. Yeah, did he? I think it's... it's Ivan's body still is it, and they've superimposed like a a, a weighted Christian Bale's head on okay. on the on the body of this dude. Okay, it's not a good picture. When, when they when they make that reveal, I'm like, that's a fake picture. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that's that doesn't look real at all. Yeah, and then later he finds the picture. He can't find the picture when he's confronting everyone at the the machine shop about it. He's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I know you're in on it with yeah. with Ivan. Check out the evidence, and he can't find his picture. Right. And he had left it in Stevie's house, I guess, her apartment. Yeah. And she framed it because she thought, like, he wanted her to have it. Right. And because she sees the reality of it, it's actually a picture of him with some dude. Like, so she's framing it because she's in love with him and all this stuff. Yeah. But he thinks, you know, it's still a picture of Ivan. Why do you have this picture of him? I hate you. And she gives him a good smack, which is great. You know, I, I like I, that. I wanted Jennifer Jason Lee to beat the crap out of I this I thought guy. he was going to hit her. So actually. did I. I was like, thank God he didn't. I know, because I was thinking they were just going to... It was 2004, so that was something they would just do. Yeah. Sometimes, like, violence against women for, for a stupid movie. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. I was like, okay, they, they showed some restraint. They're good. Mm-hmm. But I still wanted her to mop the floor with Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because his reaction, his overreaction, even for a paranoid, emaciated man, mm-hmm. um, is extreme. I mean, to just walk into the kitchen while she's talking, throw the plates on the ground, yeah. and then start really giving it to her. After she's nursed you back to health, he he had stepped in front of a car in oh, order yeah. to... Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. But, <laughs> um, I, I wasn't really in love with this protagonist to begin with, but when he starts doing that... Um, right. It's it's just not how ev- anybody would react. And I don't feel like we're supposed to identify with him as being a good guy, really. Okay. I don't, I don't know if we really are. Mm. We're taking this journey with him. We're seeing the world through him and experiencing it with him. We want him to figure out what's happening. Yeah. But I don't think we're supposed to be entirely sympathetic to him, probably, because okay. he's, he's weird, yeah. first off. So that makes you kind of not like him a little. Right. And then he, the the things that are happening to him... You're kind of like, okay, well, he's crazy. Are, are we supposed to be on his side or not? I don't know. You mean, well, like, yeah, like, are we supposed to sympathize with his insanity yeah. or or are we supposed to not kind of steer clear of this man? Yeah. I can't really tell what their motivation is. Did you did you sympathize with him at all in the movie? Um, at, Maybe just a little at times? I mean... When, when we first see know. them all, like him and the other machinists in the locker room... And like Larry Gilliard is 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 t- telling that story about the about yeah. the uh, prostitute. Oh yeah, that the... lovely yes. story from yes. 2004. <laughs> well Come said. On, oh my god, it's really troubling to listen to. <laughs> um, and I sympathize with him in that moment because I have never done well in locker rooms. No, locker room talk's kind of tough. It's it's yeah. like I mean from from age 14 <laughs> on, it it is just a minefield in there. Yeah. You know, it's easier when you're an adult because that's not really going on, like at the Y, uh, but, you know, because nobody's talking to each other. Right, yeah. (laughs) The problem is, like, you have to get in early. Yeah. You can't just chime in, like, two weeks in and, like, say something witty. True. Because then you get made fun of for 
chiming in finally. Of course, of course. <laughs> and it's like, what? Exactly. It's a catch-22. Totally, so you, man. You got to go all in at the beginning or not at all. Yeah, you... Can, can I can I be the biggest asshole in the world on day one? And if so, then I'm in. But if I if I stay silent, they think I'm weird. And if I do what you just said, I'm also like a target for something. And yep, yeah, it's it really sucks. God, yeah, high school wasn't good. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> I took one semester of gym. Oh, that's God. all I needed. I, I was done. You were set. I was done. <laughs> Oh man, dude. Um so okay, so he also goes to this coffee shop at the airport. Yeah. I did like these scenes mm-hmm. with uh, Maria, I think yes. is the character's name. Aitana Sanchez Gijon. She's pretty good in this movie, yes. I think. She was in uh, she was the star of uh, A Walk in the Clouds. It was one of Alfonso Arroz films. Okay. Her and Keanu Reeves and and you should see that. That's a great movie. Is it a good one? Mm-hmm. Is it like a romantic movie? Yes. Okay. That's cool. I mm-hmm. should see that. But man, um, I like their relationship. Me too. It's interesting. And he always goes there, gets coffee every night. And she's always there serving him. And there's this stupid like one thirty on the clock type thing that keeps happening <laughs> that makes no sense for no reason. I thought it was his weight at first. Oh, that would have been nice, right? I, I thought because was... it shows him writing his weight on the post-it notes. Yeah, and it keeps going down. Right. That'd be cool if the clock keep kept with the weight that would have been neat I, I would have been yeah and and it would have it would have made more sense even though it would have made no sense exactly it would have been something for us to cling to well it's already showing us okay something crazy's going on yeah at the same time all something's happening but it's not even like the same things happening at that time he's just doing stuff <laughs> at that time <laughs> everybody's doing stuff at that time what's the significance of I this i don't know man i don't know <laughs> is is one thirty when the accident happened? Because everything I can't remember. I, now is I it one thirty in the afternoon? Because it's one thirty a.m. when the, they keep showing the clock. Yeah, it, it, I don't it, get it, it. It had to be the time of the accident, right? I guess, but it wasn't one thirty a.m. when the accident happened. It's the middle of the day. I saw this movie like twelve <laughs> hours ago. I should know this, but but it, it was it just was so kind of insignificant that it, it doesn't register. I I. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I like their interactions. You know, he's a, a regular customer, and uh-huh. they're always there talking yeah. and stuff, and they kind of like each other. They end up going, like, on a date, and they take her little boy to an amusement park, and he ends up having an epileptic seizure because Christian Bale takes him on the ride, like the 666, you know, haunted <laughs> house ride you go in, you know? Yes. Which is actually really cool. I like that ride was really creepy. If, if it was extreme, if Route Six 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 existed at your county fair, I'd be there. You know, every I'd be there night, every day. Exactly. I mean yeah. that that would be my ride. I have never seen a haunted house that was this good. And I was trying to think is is it really that good, or was he like imagining some of it? Because I caught I noticed this time because I'd seen it before, but like every scene in the haunted house is like the stuff that he did. Like there's the car accident. Oh yeah. There's like. Uh, the guilty guy hanging from the tree and it True. says guilty on it because right. he's guilty for causing this accident. Okay, yeah. So it's, I don't know if it's he's seeing different stuff from this kid or, or what it is. Or if it just so happens to be all this stuff is there that is tying into what he did. I, I think more so when they go through it a second time because they don't get off the car, they go through it again. Yeah, it like takes them down a different path. Yeah. Or something. Um, but I, I think that maybe some maybe a lot of this stuff is just probably in his head because yeah. I mean 
a haunted house at a fair probably isn't going to have silhouettes of like you know fellatio oh in, yeah in i forgot about that one yeah, yeah i mean like it probably all is just you know kind of evil stuff that's in him yeah. and is and is tormenting him some way yeah okay um i, I agree yeah and and what causes i'm not sure exactly what causes the seizure uh, it, unless it's just like the flat flickering it's the flashing lights. lights. It is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the mother then like comes after they get off the ride. He's like, "Help, help!" And she comes to the rescue. And it's like, "Don't worry, he's epileptic. I should have told you." Yes, you know? yes. Which I appreciated that she was like, "I didn't even tell you. I'm sorry." Like, oh, here, yeah. take my son while I answer this phone call. <laughs> oh, I know. And and make sure he's okay. Uh-huh. And then. But she doesn't freak out about it. She's like, I didn't even tell you. I mean, she didn't you know, blame him for yeah. it. Yeah, good. I mean, and like, then they go back and they're drinking wine at her apartment. I mean, I mean it's ma- fine. It, it, it Maria <laughs> is a great character. Like her and her and Stevie are probably the the best characters in the film. They are, yeah. Um, they are the most blameless, and and they they are just living life, you know, as as good people. Mm-hmm. And yes, she's trying to make sense of a relationship with this man who is very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but even. At 120 pounds, he still kind of looks like Christian Bale, and when he has his clothes on and everything, he's he just looks like a, a skinny Christian Bale. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so he's got movie star good looks, and <laughs> and he's hitting on her. So of course she's going to be receptive to it. Uh huh. So there's a post-it note that keeps showing up on his fridge with like a hangman. Yeah. And it keeps filling itself in throughout the movie. Uh huh. Um, and we don't know how it's getting there or who's doing it. Right. And he sees the kids handwriting on the fridge at her house when they're having wine after the date. And like the handwriting matches the kids handwriting. So like he thinks the kids doing the post-it note or something like that. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> is that what happened? Or is it the mom's handwriting? I don't know whose handwriting it is. Okay. I had those same questions myself. And, and I, I thought it's, it's not that it's unimportant, yeah. but, but this is an extreme bro screenplay yeah and film in Mm -hmm. in some ways it's definitely not the worst of those Mm -hmm. you know um it's not uh what's the ashton kutcher movie um butterfly yeah the butterfly effect um but but it it, it is kind of in that same style Mm -hmm. yeah where where there there's you know um where there's tyler durden yeah that's another one of those movies yeah yeah yeah. i mean in 2004 i believe um yeah it just you know the, the this kind of stuff w- was going on um right, and secret window <laughs> the number 23 oh, with sake. these movies are terrible yeah they they're are. worse than this one and they all look like <laughs> apex twin videos yep. they're all shot in this this the, these guys saw eraser head one night you know <laughs> and they just like their, their minds detonated and they were just like oh we gotta we gotta do this right now you know we got to write this extreme screenplay. Oh, my God. And I, I tried so hard when I was watching it going like, okay, m- maybe I'm just seeing this with new eyes. M- maybe in 2004, I would have been really taken with this, you know? I, but I, I, I still don't think that would have been the case. I, I probably would yeah. have seen how derivative it was of other movies that came before yeah, it, certainly. Yeah. Cer- and, and the Fight Club thing can't be ignored. No, no. You know? And I think that might be why I picked us to do this movie this, mm-hmm. this time and- because I'd seen it before, and I was like, wow, that movie was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Yeah. And then I watched it again maybe a year later, and then I, I got into Brad Anderson's movies, actually. I okay. was like, I want to see what else this guy's done. Yeah. And they're all just as kind of generic white bread as this movie. Oh, really? Okay. And derivative of other stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, there's one Session 9 with David Caruso, <laughs> and <laughs> it's this weird horror thriller kind of movie, mm-hmm. and 
I don't know. Okay. And then there's Trans Siberia with like Ben Kingsley and Woody Harrelson, Emily Mortimer. I know that film. Which yeah. is better than this one. It is. But it's still kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like watching it this time, I'm like, you know, this guy really isn't that great. He's no. okay. It, he's okay. Yeah. Yes. It, I mean, it, it's. He's seen a lot of films. Mm-hmm. It's clear from his work. And, um, yeah. He knows the language of film. They're not. I wouldn't say these are bad movies either. Yeah. And, and they're they, fine. They leave you wanting. They leave you with that um, that same feeling of if we just take the, the, the good 40 minutes of this and extrapolate it, we'd have mm-hmm. something better yeah. th- than what actually made it on the screen. Yeah. Okay. Poor yeah. guy. Yeah. Sorry, Brad. But uh, the post-it note, he keeps... What does it end up as? Killer? Yes. Okay. Killer. Is, that was the first thing I thought it was. <laughs> That's one thing I had figured out, too. I'm like, it says killer, right? <laughs> and it keeps piecing in more letters to this hangman game. And then, like, <laughs> Christian Bale's figuring it out. At first, he thinks it's mother. <laughs> and then he thinks it's Miller. Yeah. Which is Michael Ironside's name. Yeah, Miller is Michael Ironside. Oh, I love... <laughs> I like Ironside in this movie. He doesn't oh, do, do a lot, but yeah, he's, he's good. His his one his couple of big scenes are very good. I love after he's got his arm cut off, he has a big settlement, and uh-huh. then he's at home because <laughs> Christian Bale thinks the post-it note is Miller, so he goes to talk to Miller, and he's out there trimming his hedges with one arm, and he has that like new electronic hedge trimmer. Yeah, <laughs> and like he turns around and he's like spinning his hedge trimmer, and he's almost hitting Christian Bale in the face, and I think he's doing it on purpose. Yes, exactly. <laughs> This isn't an industrial accident that almost happens. He's like He's like, oh, Christian this Bale. is the guy who cost me my arm. Uh-huh. Oh, I'll just move my hedge trimmer, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to worry if it hits him or right. not. Oh, hello, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, you can hear his wife saying, like, stop doing that. You're going to hurt yourself. He's like, I got to do something. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> he's, he's in retirement now. It's Tom Smikowski uh-huh. here. Yes. With, with his arm in a sling <laughs> and... Uh, and his wife comes out, and he's like, oh, honey, this is the guy that cost me my arm. Or he says, uh, how are you? And she goes, I've been better. Yeah. And she's just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you can tell that's what she wants to say to this guy. I hate you. Okay. <laughs> I, I would like to just for a minute take us out of the film. And, okay. And right, imagine right. a scenario in which, okay, s- s- say say that you were Michael Ironside. Okay. Yes. It's a fantasy camp now. You know, I have you're, one arm. Exactly. You have one arm. Um, and and y- your wife uh, is, is it's the exact same situation except uh-huh. it's you. Okay. Um, how would you introduce Trevor to your wife? What, what would you? What would be your words? I have no idea. It'd be something similar, probably. It would, I would so be. You would take a shot know. at him. I might. I might be bitter. Okay. I don't know. Okay. All right. I, I have no clue. But if the man came to your house with with an olive leaf, you know, like like, I, like I don't this. know if he extends his branch. I have no clue. Okay. But he's not there to to talk peace. He's there to accuse me. But but in, in the moment, but though, I, okay, like, yeah. that's what you're he thinking. He didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. What would you do? I, I would I would be sensible about this issue. I, I'd say, uh, uh, honey, this is um this is Trevor. He, I uh, probably would know. be... I would handle it better than Ironside, Okay. Because I'm not like that. I'm not vindictive. I'm no. not vengeful, really, in, in nature. So... I, I probably would be fine. Okay. I probably wouldn't be a huge prick. <laughs> you wouldn't I'd probably tell my wife later dialogue? be like, that's the guy that, you know, uh-huh. caused the accident. Yeah, exactly. That, that, later you'd say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd be like, he came, he wanted to, you know, say say nice things and apologize sure. or whatever. Even though that's not what happens, he's accusing me of, of vengeful acts. <laughs> of a conspiracy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
keep talking about this guy, Ivan. Because <laughs> what we didn't talk about too was that like like after the the Ironside happens, the uh, Ironsiding, the Ironsiding. Um, he uh, like it's it's a few days later, and what tre- if he scanned Trevor and his head exploded? <laughs> that would have been awesome. I forgot all about <laughs> scanners. Yes, that needs to be. T- <laughs> that's got to be in this somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, but like it was a few days after the Ironsiding, and um. <laughs> Uh, Trevor finds himself in a fix at the machine shop and the mm-hmm, other dudes mm-hmm. like he, his arm gets stuck in there and uh, like the, the, the shutoff won't work. And uh, Reggie Cathy actually comes over and saves him. But he thinks his reaction to being saved is that like all the other dudes in the machine shop like set him up yeah. to, to, to get his arm ripped off, you know, in retaliation for Ironside. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Ironside's house and accuses him of like, orchestrating the conspiracy mm-hmm. yeah and he's really upfront about it mm-hmm. and he's getting all up in this dude's face yeah and he's using big words quote unquote oh that's funny like spite that is really Ironside's funny like i have no clue what you're talking about i didn't graduate sixth grade he doesn't yeah. know what spite means and then <laughs> <laughs> and then trevor christian bale pulls out his webster's dictionary and is giving him like a word-for-word explanation with synonyms <laughs> Because he, he, he uses the word vengeance, and Ironside yeah. doesn't know that one either. Yeah, yep, <laughs> he yep. says it means revenge. And then <laughs> I, they're in the garage, and he's like talking about this new Corvette he got or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, I wanted a stick, but I didn't think I'd be able to shift it right. Oh. And just like another jab at Trevor here. Severed arm humor. Yeah, I yep. mean, I, 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 I would not be this way. <laughs> I, I don't know. And then he ends up squishing Christian Bale's nutsack in his good hand, in his one and only hand. <laughs> and running him off the property. Yeah. Michael Ironside with one arm houses this dude. Yeah. And it's pretty good. Well, he weighs three times as much <laughs> he as, He's way as Christian Bale. Christian Bale. <laughs> You're right. But then he leaves the property and he sees Ivan in the sports car yet again for the 80th time and chases him, <laughs> follows him in the car yet again for the 80th time oh in this movie. Oh my God, I know. I it know. happens a lot. It does. He sees him off in the distance. And, and like, you just see, like, the red fire word, and, you know, there's a cue on the soundtrack, and Christian Bale springs to action to chase this guy. Is that why you're wearing a Firebird shirt, Dave? <laughs> I just realized it. That's oh, awesome. Christ. That's awesome. Are oh, you Ivan? I am. That's right. I have spurs, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. but And, and there's another thing, actually, at, at this at this time where he sees Ivan in the Firebird. He gets in his truck, and he's actually facing the other way in traffic. And it happens, almost actually, with every chase, too. He has to, uh, like, kind of flip a Yui in mm-hmm. the truck. Yeah. And that 68 Dodge ain't getting that kind of turning <laughs> radius. You know, there's just no way that's it's, happening. It's curbing. Yes, exactly. You're getting total curbage with that. But, no, not in this movie. Oh, well. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he gets the license plate eventually, and he yep. goes and reports a hit and run. Yeah. Is that what he does? Oh, mm-hmm. he goes to the DMV, and he's trying to get info on Ivan. And they're like, we can't do it, but uh, maybe the cops can help you. It's a weird conversation, because yeah. what he says is that, like, uh, we can't give out that information unless a crime's been committed. Yeah. Implying that if I want to accuse someone of a crime, and I have a <laughs> license plate, that, that if I give you that and say that they killed my daughter or something, uh-huh. that you're just going to give me this information. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he, he doesn't mention the cops until, like, maybe, I don't know. F- at the end. At the yeah. end. It's like... 
So he goes out and jumps in front of a car so that he can report a hit and run with the license plate mm-hmm. to get Ivan's information. Yes. So he goes to the police station, reports it. He's all banged up. This 100-pound skeleton gets hit by a car, and he's alive. It's, uh, and he, <laughs> he limps his way into the police station. <laughs> he's all battered. Exactly. And he says, I need to report this. The cop looks at him like, what the fuck? Yes, yes. I, the cop needs to be like, you need to go to the hospital. Come on. And they never, like, like no one, even even if they suspect that he's messing around, which yeah. they do, the, the, the first thing they got to say is, hey, man, we're going to take your information and we're taking you to the exactly. ER right now. But they put him in the waiting room for, whatever, four hours? They put him in the <laughs> waiting room. He's sitting in a lobby. And they come out and they're like, you reported this, this license plate's your own car and you reported it missing a year ago. Uh, what are you doing? You, you, there's a fine for this. You'll go to jail for this. You can't file a false report, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then he, like, runs away. And he's limping. And he runs away from three cops. It's, you know. While limping. This run is strange. It, I was about, I, I was one, hoping we could talk about the run. Okay. Because, like, like yeah, in the movie, like, as, as implausible as it is, I really, I wonder if this run is real. Just what Christian Bale looks like running in his condition. It could be. Like, is he's just this weak. Probably. I mean, Dude, imagine how he felt yes. after shooting this scene. Yes. Holy crap! I didn't even think about that. I mean, this he, man has no energy, and, and and they're asking him to to like you know pick up his gait He's a little running bit, running as fast as he can in these scenes, and it looks it looks about like what you'd picture. Yeah, you know, someone who weighs 120 pounds at six foot two running. Yeah, it, it's it's really kind of disturbing to watch. Mm-hmm. But he gets away. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he, he somehow gets away. He goes down a manhole. Oh yeah, that's right. He goes down the manhole, and it's everything he can do to like get that manhole cover off the ground. Yeah, I was surprised he could pick it up. Yeah, and then he he goes down and he he goes left. That's the whole thing. Like, <laughs> in, it's another recurring bullshit thing. Like he he could go right or left, and the right way is the light, and the left is the dark, and he chooses the left, and just like the haunted house thing, it goes left, uh-huh. and then there's an interchange. Yeah, and then at the end of the movie, he can go to the airport or the police station, and he ends up going right yes. towards the police station to turn himself in at the yes. end. Yes, uh, whatever. I don't need this crap. It's, it's not stupid. It's it's just we, we talked about it earlier with, with these kinds of screenplays and these kinds of movies. They. They used what they thought was symbolism. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> and it just, it, it it's very, very obvious. I feel like this movie's trying to be Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. But it's, it's not even like Mo Hitchcock. This is terrible. <laughs> right. It's not even close. Yes, exactly. You want to be Vertigo? No, you're no. not. They, they, you want to they... be Rear Window? You're not even close to that. And I'm I speak from some experience, not with films, but with like stories I wrote back in like high school. Yeah, you should. I mean, <laughs> you should read I, these. Things. I mean, good lord! I, if if any of these made it to the public, I would be mortified. And, and but these were made into feature films. Yeah, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. And I mean, with with, with this one in particular, it, it's not the worst one I've ever seen. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we're making fun of a lot of it, but mm-hmm. but I've I've seen movies that are of this style that were way worse than this. Mm-hmm. This is the river wild of mm-hmm. psychological mind benders. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. It is a uh, an inconsequential <laughs> film um, that just happens to have a few good things in it, mm-hmm. and the rest is like just mind-numbing kind of, not trash, but it doesn't do you any good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> shit. So... <laughs> 
now what happens? I can't even remember. <laughs> well, he uh, j- just like in a lot of these films, a lot of shots that we saw earlier are repeated when the reveal happens. Yeah, yeah. And for one thing, you you see Maria running toward um, her son having a seizure. Mm-hmm. They re- they use that same shot of her running toward the kid after Christian Bale is revealed to be the one who hit the kid right. in uh, in a hit and run accident. So like, what happens is he goes back. To, he I guess he finds he follows Ivan again, maybe, and yes. Ivan has the little boy. Nicholas is his Nicholas. Name. He has Maria's little boy, and they're going into Christian Bale's apartment. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "What the hell?" And he goes in there, and he confronts Ivan and ends up slitting his throat. Which Christian Bale, sorry man, you can't take this dude down. No, not no. even if you get lucky like this. This guy, he he'd break you in half. <laughs> I mean, the, the, think of what it's like if one of your kids jumped on your back mm-hmm. and was trying to, like, you know, yeah. bring you down. That's what it would feel like with this man on your yeah. back. I mean, and the, if you, you got a knife on his throat, I mean, it could, you might have a chance, I guess. Yeah, but I'm like, slash, all right, I'm but like, all right, whatever. But he's, anyway, he's not going to be overpowered he kills by this Ivan. dude. Right. He thinks Ivan killed the boy because uh, Ivan's acting all, you know, dangerous. Yes. So then he kills Ivan and he can't find the boy. And then his landlord shows up and says there's wa- blood leaking or something. Says that there's there's leakage from this the landlord just gets pushed around by Christian. This is the worst landlord I've ever seen. <laughs> we know the leak is coming from blood from the freezer, but but she says there's like fluid leaking. I mean, uh-huh. there's if there's blood coming down my wall, I'm calling the cops. And he just says, "All right, get out of my apartment." He kicks her out, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Okay." I own this building, sir, and there's blood in my fr- in my kitchen. Yeah. You know, let's talk about this. So it turns out it's fish. It you think it's the boy's body, but yeah. it's fish, um, and it's the fish from the picture with Reynolds. And it's Christian Bale remembers it all now. Oh uh-huh. no, I, I am Ivan. And then he remembers. Oh, I I hit this little boy with my Firebird, and Maria was the mom. She's not the you know waitress at the airport coffee shop. And it all like comes together. And it turns out that he actually does go to this airport coffee shop, but there's a, a very normal looking lady there who, who oh, yeah. has always like been waiting on him all this time. Since the accident happened. Since he's the accident been coming happened. here every night and not talking at all. She thought he was mute. Yeah. And and what's funny is that is that this dead fish is the catalyst for his remembrance. Mm-hmm. Um Marcel Proust wrote a very famous novel <laughs> called Remembrance of Things Past. Okay. What happens in the beginning of the story is mm-hmm. um, he bites into a Madeleine and it triggers like all of his childhood memories. Okay. So uh, this movie is Proustian in that it takes that dead fish standing in for the Madeleine. Yeah. They're not doing anything with literature in this movie, but like you see, well, like Dostoevsky. Say, yeah, like you the know, fool is there. Yes. the castle. Yes. I think is, the idiot. The idiot. The idiot, yes. not the fool. But right. yeah, those those books are floating around. Right, and of course, crime and punishment is is a theme in this. Yeah, um, yeah. So good try, Brad. Yeah, exactly. He, he, you know, he went for it with the fish, and I and I appreciate it because I was like, oh, nice. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Okay, but then he figures it all out, and uh, he ends up turning himself in. Mm-hmm. He has been crazy this whole time because the guilt from getting away with a hit and run murder has turned him into this, uh, insomniac, you know, decrepit person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he goes to the police station because he goes down the right path now yes. instead of the left path and turns himself in. And I think he says, you know, I, I need to sleep. And then if I guess he falls asleep and he's know, in police custody now, Yeah, he's yes. in jail, he's going to be, 
you know, sentenced to prison, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And he can finally sleep now because he has owned up to it. Right. Even though he wasn't trying not to own up to it, he just <laughs> forgot, I guess. <laughs> right. And his body was reacting this way. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Um, I, I would like to talk to you about um the the dialogue in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we we mentioned already that Christian Bale's character is very weird, mm-hmm. but he's also very ordinary. Yeah. Um, and the dialogue. I tried to give like the the screenwriter was Scott Kozar. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out like what they were going for with this because it's it's almost self consciously ordinary, mm-hmm. like and kind of purposely banal. Mm-hmm. Um, like Christian Bale does bad jokes mm-hmm. to Maria. Yeah, um, a lot of them, and and also Stevie. And they, they, they're, there's very it's it's almost like sitcom style. Not the not the big laugh lines. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's um just the it's almost like a kids sitcom in some ways. You, you mm-hmm. know, like those groaners you'd have like like in yep. Disney Channel shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that was it had to be by design. I mean, it, it couldn't just be that the writing is this terrible. It had to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I they, probably just to make him seem normal. Yeah. You know, like they don't want him to be some kind of I don't know. Like like I said, he's hard to identify with. Yeah. So. Maybe that's part of it. It's something you can identify with, certainly, yeah. is, is someone who is this ordinary. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, like, the normality and ordinariness we see is, like, what a paranoid person uh, just racked by guilt and tortured would would desire for themselves. Yeah, it's you like, know? we'd see, he seems so ordinary, but you look at him and see what's happening to him and around him, and that's not ordinary. Yes, so right. So it's this weird kind of juxtaposition of things, like... This guy seems normal and fine, mm-hmm. but he's not. Right, right. Maybe that's part of it. It could be, and 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 if that's really what they were going for, then I would commend them for that because it actually is kind of effective. But yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Anything else, Dave? Um, just to say that I I think that Jennifer Jason Lee is underused in this movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. she only has one real big scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's toward the end when you know, like Christian right. Bale goes after her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So would you recommend the movie, Dave? Um, no, I wouldn't. Okay. Um, I I would not recommend this movie. I and I'm gonna give it two stars. Okay. I exactly the same. Two stars. Not as good as I remembered it being in 2004. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I won't recommend it either. Okay. I feel like. Feel like it was like written backwards, mm. but they like forgot stuff. I don't know. It's just not perfectly. I mean, I don't. It can't be perfectly done. Nothing is. No. But it just isn't done well enough to ju- justify a watching. I guess. I mean, I I imagine that like Christopher Nolan probably had the ending of Memento in mind before he started writing the screenplay. Right. Well, you had to. Yeah. But this one is like it wasn't done right. I don't know. The only thing to see in this movie is Christian Bale's physical transformation. Right. Like we said, at the top. That's the only reason anyone talks about this movie or even <laughs> thinks about it. <laughs> right. It's the reason it's 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 still like seen in places uh-huh. is because of this like extreme uh, transformation he did. Yeah. So yeah, no, no recommendation from me. Okay. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in Apple Podcasts, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And if you don't use Apple Podcasts, find us on something better. 
We're on any podcatcher. You know, just look up Dudes on Movies. We'll be there. Or go to dudesonmovies.com and you'll find anything you need right there. Yeah, and uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies. Our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And now we have a voicemail, Dave. 304-804-DUDE. Use the voicemail. Call us with your answer to the question of the week. Yeah, and the question of the week, uh, what is your favorite film in which an actor underwent a physical transformation? Yeah, there's a lot of good ones out there. Mm-hmm. So call us, 304-804-DUDE, and we'll read your responses. We'll play the responses on our monthly answer show, which is coming up soon. Yep. So stay tuned next week when we do 1946's The Best Years of Our Lives, directed by William Wyler and starring Myrna Loy and Frederick March. So mm-hmm. until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.